What's up, y'all? Coming in hot on a late night. <laughs> late night. No retakes ever. No retakes. Coming in hot late on a Thursday night. As always, 30 minutes of the day where I feel like I'm done. My screens are drying. Then after this is over, I'm going to coat them with pink emulsion. That looks like a room that somebody was murdered in. <laughs> and uh, we'll go on to Friday. Although, all day today, I thought today was Monday or Tuesday. Fucking weird. Man, how you guys holding up? Good? I know some people aren't holding up so good, so... I had a couple people, actually, from last week's podcast, actually reach out to me, which was nice. So people know that I'm actually um, serious and had some good conversations with people, and, um, and yeah. So, yeah, you know, um, I, I, was, I was trying to think of a story... Uh, cause I've told these stories so many times to Amy friends, people that were around me during this time and they know these stories and I, and then I just keep forgetting that I haven't shared. I have so many stories that are, are relatable to what I'm feeling right now or, um, I want to, how I want to apply something to my life in the future. And this is really what this is for me. And hopefully, um, maybe if, if you take it, uh, take some of these stories for what they're worth, even the hot body contest one, um, you know, you can apply them to your, your daily life too. So actually before I start, <clears throat> I have a water and, uh, because the store is closed and Kip, Kip's canteen sadly is closed for the time being inside the uh, store, which is the bar we have right in the store where if you come to the store and you're shopping, you get your choice of a complimentary drink. Um, so the last thing that's left in the fridge right now are fucking Trulies. <laughs> Not only Truly, but pineapple. Now, I love pineapple. I'll drink anything pineapple. A, a, a smoothie, pineapple juice. Oh, my God. Pineapple juice and vodka. Um, that's how people said it in college. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll drink the shit out of some pineapple juice. I hate seltzer. Now... I hate it. I know some people love it. I know that people are obsessed with it. LaCroix. I know that's half of that is just people want to say they drink seltzer now, whatever. Nothing about seltzer does anything for me. I'm not just saying that to try to be different. I just don't like the way it tastes. It's got a, mm, see, it tastes like, like soapy water at the end. Like it's just like this gross, tasteless thing Blech, with like a hint of fucking pineapple. Ladies, why do you drink these? It's got 100 calories. A Coors Light's got 90. I mean, I, I don't just drink a light beer or just drink uh, a, a diet mixer with alcohol. Clear alcohols. Anyway, that's what I'm drinking. Totally got sidetracked. <laughs> so I want to tell you two stories today. Um, I know this is like so new to people who have just met me in the last couple of years or maybe five, six years ago, but this is, this is, uh, 2010, 2009 and 2017, 17. Yep. Um, and I think the 2017 one was the last time. I think it was when I gave up on press for us, for the company, trying to get press actively seeking press. Um, so yes, I'll jump right in, man. These are some good ones. This is, this is going to fucking I think this is funny as shit. Um, I wish I had a video podcast. So I could put the video, the pictures up. I might start doing a video podcast. Anyway, so my first company, Elixir, uh, that I started with my friend Ross. 
Um, when I moved to New Jersey in the fall of 2008 um, with my ex, like I've talked about before, um, you know, I was around family. Uh, I used to think the world of New Jersey because it was this different place with so many people and things to do as opposed to Maine. Because when I was a kid, like I didn't appreciate what Maine was. I didn't, but you know, I wanted to get out, get far away, you know. And I went to school in New York for a year and a half, and then Bangor. And even when I was in Bangor, I wanted to get the hell out of Maine. I just wanted to. And this was at a time you got to remember where social media wasn't a thing. Like Twitter had just become a thing at the end of my college career, and Facebook was around, but Facebook was not. Facebook, it was still at a point. Facebook was like just college kids, and it, and you'd come home after a weekend of just getting absolutely shit house at a party or something, and you would plug your freaking digital camera into the computer and just upload 90 photos and just title it like drunk weekend at my friend. <laughs> I was going to say Marilyn. Uh, why did I think of Marilyn as Amy? I don't know. Drunk weekend at my friend Amy's. And it was like 60 of the shittiest photos. And people know what I'm talking about who are listening to this, who, who went to college like in the 2000s. That's what it was. You just photo dumped shit. And there was just so many incriminating photos on there. You know, there used to be a picture on my Facebook of one of my best friends passed out drunk on a toilet. Um, whatever, Tom, people know it's you. It's <laughs> uh, in Cancun. Like that's obviously been taken down and it's not existing anywhere anymore. But like that was the kind of stuff you put on Facebook. It isn't like what it is now. So um, really the only place to get your brand going was like in person. Now, this is still before social media. This is still before uh, all of this stuff that we now take for granted in 2020. And um so my thinking was like, oh, I'm close to the biggest, you know, one of the, you know, epicenters of, of fashion in the country, you know, in the world, New York, New York City. Like that's, you know, if you want to be something, you have to be there. So I was like, well, this is perfect. So um, I had a lot of connections and um, I thought that we needed to have, again, this is that underlying theme. I, I, I for some reason... People like did like launch events or like events for clothing or alcohol or whatever it was in New York. Like this is still a thing to this day. And it's the cuckiest, douchiest thing you can possibly do. And I did it. And people still do it. I don't know why people still do this. Where it was like <clears throat> it's a bar event with like a fake red carpet. And people go in and get their pictures taken. And it's literally just like a, a – it's for a company. But nobody gives a fuck that's there about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like – we were planning this whole thing, months and months of work. You know, we locked down this place in Soho called 49 Grove. Actually, you know what? Let me look and see. <clears throat> Let me look and see if it's still a place. 49 Grove Street, New York. Let's see. Uh, it doesn't? Yep, closed. <laughs> closed. West Village, New York, New York. Is that Soho? I think it is. Yep, it's closed. Um... Couldn't see that one coming. <clears throat> okay, so anyway, just look up pictures of this place if you can. This is the kind of place that my first company had a had a. It was our it was our arrival in New York party, if you want to call it that. So we had like Shane and Sean. Uh, look them up on Google. Shane and Sean, they're twins. Just eleven of ten throt guys. Like they used to design for like uh, and one Adidas. You know, they were like these really well known shoot. They were twins. And when I say throt, they were great looking humans. I mean, great looking guys, obviously, like look them up. I, I think they're they're half black and half Samoan, maybe um, almost like the rock. So you can get an idea of how good looking these guys were twins. And man, they could dress their asses off. They were making 
uh, like um, athletic feeling dress shoes for men and women at the time. And they were just like killing it. They were on CNN. They were on Fox Business, all this stuff, right? They were killing it. Somehow they came. Somebody knew them. Uh, at the time, I had a buddy who played for the Giants. So he was going to come and bring a bunch of guys on the Giants. They would be there. Um, we had some some people. We invited some buyers from like Macy's or Filene's or, or, you know, whatever, whatever it was. You know what I mean? Like um, we had a big banner, a big step and repeat banner outside with a with a with a red carpet. Our big Elixir logo, you know, you know, those banners like you see on the red carpet, you know, like just preposterous shit. And um, and we did it. And I mean, I look like the Michelin man in these photos, man. I'm just wearing a T-shirt, whatever. People are dressed up. People are posing for photos in the red carpet. You know, we had this elaborate display inside with like glowing bottles um, and a couple of our shirts out, which I don't think anybody gave a fuck about. <laughs> um, I took a bunch of photos and, and, and Pete Bissell, Pete Bissell was there, man. Pete Bissell was there looking like Pete Wentz from Fallout Boy. I got to find these photos. I know they're out there somewhere still. Um, and he obviously people know who people who don't know people know Pete's the, you know, one of the brothers from Bissell brothers that everybody just loves so much, but what you don't know, or maybe you don't, maybe you do know Pete is an amazing photographer and that's how he made his living before Bissell brothers. So he was there taking photos. Um, it was just, it was just crazy, man. There was friends there, a couple friends from back home and, and man, I had a moment where I got called to the limo with a bunch of the guys on the New York giants and my buddy who was on the giants and we all did a shot together. Anybody who knows me knows I don't do shots. God, that truly is terrible. Um, and I, I literally at the moment was like, well, this is it. This is it. Like I'm, I, th- I'm taking shots with New York Giants in a limo. They're coming into my party. Um, this is it. There's people here, you know, all this kind of stuff. You know, I, I was on cloud 49, not even cloud nine, cloud 49. I thought this was, this was it. How old was I? 2008. I was 23, 24, 24, maybe. I don't fucking know. 23, 22. I don't know. Something like that. And, um, you know what happened from that party? Nothing. (laughs) Nada. Nothing happened. I went back home to New Jersey and continued waiting tables. Uh, nothing. Nobody cared. Nobody, everybody was there to just meet a guy, meet a girl, take photos. Nobody, nobody cared. Nobody, nobody cared. That was the, the, vibe in New York. And I'm assuming of all those kinds of parties, nobody cared. Um, and I put so much time and work and effort into that thinking that that was going to be the thing for us, for me, you know, and that was within, I think that was the first eight months, 10 months of me doing this, which now is catalyst or that miss. Um, so yeah, nothing. And Oh my God, you should have, dude, Everything that I hate, I was at that time in my life. Like there was like, like the girls would come over with the stupid candlestick, like bottles of Grey Goose or whatever it was. Like it was just, it was just so bad. It was just so bad. Um, it was so bad. I was so fat too. Oh my God. Um, Cause all I was doing, I was working at Macaroni Grill in uh, Mount Laurel, New Jersey, and then Princeton, New Jersey, where Princeton University is. And uh, your boy was eating a lot of pasta. Boy was looking real. Th- I, was, I think I was two thirty four. Not even kidding. Now, when I say I was fat, I wasn't like obese, but I looked like somebody stuck an air pump in my ass and just puffed it up a couple times. Like that's how round and rotund and banish I looked. I had no hair, no beard, nothing. 
Jesus Christ. Anyway, okay, so next thing. Now, I've told you this before. My run, I thought my run and how I was going to get people to take us seriously, me seriously, was um, the press. Because if somebody sees a press article with a with an NBC or a Fox or you know, MSM, and this is before people thought that like you were like a Klan member if you if you watch Fox News. Like back then, it was like yeah, one's more Democratic leaning, one one's more you know Republican leaning. Like it isn't like it is now. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's the news was the news. Um, so I always thought like news stories would happen. You know, I had my TED Talk, I had MSNBC, I had you know I was on the show 207 in Maine like 18 times, like it, repugnant. Kept thinking that that was going to be like this is going to be it, this is going to be it, this is going to be it, this is going to be it. Never happened, right? So the second year we did um, the suicide awareness hoodie when things kind of started turning, like I've discussed before for me, where I just really started doing things that I wanted to do with zero expectation. I just wanted to be, just wanted to be honest and just wanted to be real. Um, cause I had not been up until that point. You know, I, I just was trying to do everything I could to project an image, which is what so many people do now. I don't like, I'll get into this in a minute, but I've had this conversation with somebody a couple weeks ago. Like I just, I don't know how these fake profiles and these fake people, these people who put on these fake personas, still don't understand that that is not the way you do it. Like, it's not the way you do it. Like, nobody, people are not dumb. They can tell if something's fake now. They can tell if something's, you know, disingenuous. Like, I just don't know how these people still can do this. Like, people know. People know. People know you Photoshop your photos. People know you inflate your numbers. People know, you know, people can see this stuff. They just know. But anyway, so, uh, I was on Twitter back when I used, still used to use Twitter. And for some reason, a news reporter, a woman, uh, Diana Falzone, who's a, who's a sweetheart of a lady, um, retweeted something that we had. Uh, tw- or I, I tweeted at like all the major news networks of like, this is something we're doing. We're the only company doing a suicide awareness hoodie. Now, you have to remember, 2016, 2017, um, 2015, 14. This might have been 15, 16. God, I'm getting my years mixed up because we're on the sixth one now. See, guys, I'm 34. I'm already losing my memory. Um, anyway, I tweeted at all of them and I was like, we're the only company doing this. Like, nobody is putting this out into the ether. Nobody is trying to bring this conversation to a national level. And it, I'll tell you straight up, there's a lot of people that when I started doing that, um, news channels were very like, oh, I don't know if I can touch this. Now, beautifully, mental health is becoming more of a conversation. Um, I'm not saying that I had something to do with that, but I'm just saying, like, I'm happy that it's happening. You know what I mean? Um, So I tweeted it like CNN, Fox News, whatever, ABC, NBC. And I was like, hey, we're doing this, uh, you know, possibly get some coverage or whatever, because I still thought that was like, you know, the thing. Um, So not even kidding. Like this woman DMs me and and she works at the Fox News, not like your local Fox News in Bangor. Like the Fox News that's next to Radio City Music Hall, that's next to the pro football uh, building, NFL building in New York City, like the Fox News. Um, And she's like, hey, I want to have you in for for a segment on my show called like, it's called like In the Zone or something like that. And I was like, "Uh, really? I live in Maine. (laughs) She's like, yeah, can you be here Thursday or something like that? And this was like a Monday. And I was like, well, I have to take this. Like, this is, this is going to be life-changing. This is going to be everything. 
And um, so I said yes, and I called my cousin, and I was like, hey, I need a place to stay. He lives in New Jersey, uh, him and his wife. And, uh, you know, him and I were always tight growing up. I was like, look, I go, can I stay at your place, and can I? Can we uh, take train into to Grand Central in the morning? I have to, you know, or whatever, Penn Station, which is Madison Square Garden. I was like, can you? He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever you need, whatever you need. So um, this was back when me and Amy weren't real busy at the time. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Um, and at the time, too, I, I – I, I, was wrestling tweeting with a woman who's also works with a, a variety of different channels like the today show katie linendahl she i'm knew of her through a wrestling podcast and i was like hey i'm coming to new york um and this is the woman who met me in new york city like i want to say a year later talked to me about my brand i don't know if i've discussed that yet but maybe i'll get to it at another point um, and I was like, Hey, can I bring you a hoodie? And hoping that like, she would talk about it on the today show or talk about, you know, just, this was my thinking, like, you know what I mean? So, um, so I remember I went and I did it and I still couldn't believe it was happening. And, uh, we go into the Fox news building and we pass by who the hell did we pass by? Uh, what's his name? He's a dipshit who recently got fired or he's like a super right wing guy. What's his name? Um, Bill O'Reilly, Bill O'Reilly was coming out when me and Amy were walking in and I was like, Oh, and how do I know this guy? Yeah. Was he on? Was it NBC? The O'Reilly factor. Was it Bill O'Reilly? Fox news have settled. Was it Bill O'Reilly? Yeah, that's his face. Yeah. <laughs> it was Bill O'Reilly. Um, Anyway, so we, we passed him going, I was like, oh, this is, this is the shit. Side story, I ripped my pants that morning on the way into New York City. And I don't wear underwear, like you guys know. So I'm like, well, shit, now, I, now I'm so nervous. So I go across the street to H&M, I buy a new pair of pants, I go on. Uh, before I go on, I just can't believe this is happening. I'm on, you know, I'm in Fox News, I'm getting interviewed. And the whole time, it hasn't even crossed my mind that this is Fox News. And I'm like, shit, like, I'm here talking about suicide awareness and prevention. Are they going to sabotage me and, like, ask me if I think it's if God thinks it's wrong that I'm doing this, you know, <laughs> but no, I went ahead and I did it. And I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is going to be on the Fox news you know, YouTube. Like it wasn't like on like the national, it wasn't something that popped up during the day on Fox news, but it was the Fox news and on their YouTube channel. So I remember they posted it later in the day and I was sitting in a pizza place in New Jersey, uh, seeing my, my uncle before we headed back to Maine. And I was like, I was, you know, dead set on getting Amy to try New York, New Jersey style pizza because it's my favorite style of pizza. And I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, and um, I kept waiting for my phone to blow up. Waiting, 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 waiting for my phone to blow up. And nothing happened. Not one order came through. Not one person wrote to us. You know, I don't know how many views that interview's got now, but nothing happened. So that's pretty much the highest you can get. I mean, beyond like a, a news story on Fox or NBC, I had got to, I had somehow got myself into this position to do this, to talk about something that I really cared about. And that, at that, that, at that moment I gave up on news. I was like, I'm not, this is not the way to go about it. You think that press coverage is good no matter what. It wasn't good, man. Um, and it's, it's hilarious to me because this week, as I sit here, I have never felt more connected to 
uh, our audience, our fans, our followers, people who buy from us. I can't tell you how massive last week was. I mean, and the week before that and the week before that. And I don't know if it's going to continue. No one knows what's going to happen with this pandemic and how long it's going to keep people out of work. And, you know, last week I, I just started telling stories, just storytelling about what things meant to me and certain slogans on shirts and things that were very heartfelt. And people watched the stories and people communicated and wrote in and wrote back. And I spent the entire week just writing back and forth with people. And they just appreciated the honesty, the message, all of that. And our social media grew. We had more visits to the site. We had more likes. We had more comments. We had all of these, you know, measures of, of growth. And it was just for me sitting in my store thinking about what I am feeling right now, what we stand for and what I want people to feel when they see our stuff. And it it just got me thinking. I was like, man, I was like, that's all people want. They don't want to see some guy they don't know on the, I mean, maybe they do, maybe they do, but I'm just telling you from my experience as somebody who was on TV so much national and local, nothing ever did what just being myself and being heartfelt did, you know, it never did as much as those things did. And it's just, it's just now again, everybody is different. Every business model is different, but I can, man, I'm telling you, if you are trying to start a business and you are trying to go to the next level, just be you, just be you and just work and just try to pay your dues you have to pay your dues. Now, you, I'm sitting here talking about 2008, guys. It's 12 years later, and I'm talking about this. Now, you will probably do it faster than me. I fucked around way too much. Um, but man, it, it's just just do things that are important to you. Make yourself vulnerable. Uh, it's scary at first, but make yourself vulnerable. You know, like if you can, make yourself vulnerable. You know, if you want to do something, do it. I think this time right now is really put into people's minds that time is time is limited. That's how I always view it. I don't ever view it like I got all the years ahead of me. I always view it as an hourglass counting down. And that's why I'm consistently staying up late. I'm consistently working late. I'm consistently trying to do as much as I can all the time because that's just I'm trying to gather my memories, gather my moments, you know, create moments be with the people I love the most, not try to be out at a bar five days a week around a bunch of strangers. Like I, I don't, that's not me. Um, which is hilarious to say that because 12 years prior, I was a douchebag in a club called 49 Grove in Soho with a goddamn candle sticking out of a Grey Goose bottle. But that's life. That is life. You got to be able to look back at shit and, and take, take meaning and, assess the things that you did that were stupid. You have to do that. Um, so right now is a crazy time because I don't know what's happening. No one knows what's happening. You know, I I'm planning doing the best we can. We've been supported immensely by folks and it's meant so much to so many people. And, uh, but who knows what tomorrow, a week from now, two weeks from now, a month, two months from now is going to bring. So no matter what happens, if people, uh, uh, if it's, you know, 
if people end up having to take time off or if people have to, you know, stop their jobs or whatever, like, um, I'll always be grateful for what happened, uh, with, uh, with this and this moment. And it really just hammered home to me. I'm so happy that we have the people that we have that buy from us and follow us and write to us. And I appreciate that more than, you know, um, so yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Um, hope you guys, God damn, I wish I had a video podcast. You guys have to see the photos from this 49 Grove party. (laughs) Also too, I'll tell you this, those two guys, Shane and Sean, uh, they used to rock the deepest motherfucking V-neck shirts I've ever seen in my life. Like literally almost down to their belly button. And I was like, shit, man, I want to rock. That's, that's some confident shit right there. I want to, I want to rock that. Man, I had the deepest. Anybody listening to this who knows me knows I had the deepest of V's. So deep. And it didn't look that great on me because I was so pudgy, you know? Um, but man, they were so deep. And I'm wearing the deepest V that night. The deepest V. Maybe I'll post that picture. Maybe that would be the cover for this, for this uh this podcast. Anyway. All right, guys. That's all I got for today. Um, figured I'd drop in and tell you that. Uh if you're home, stay home. <laughs> If you can, if you can go fish by yourself, go fish. I've been doing, I've been fishing like every day right now. It's, it's like snowing, raining, raining in Maine, which is why I hate winter so much. Uh, but I've been fishing as much as I can. Um, coming to the office, going home, coming to the office, going home, fishing. It just, that's it. Haven't done anything else. So really my life hasn't changed. I just miss my parents. You know, I miss my mom, my sister, and I want to see my buddies, but, uh, uh, small price to pay to, to get back to where we all want to get back to. So if you need anything in the meantime, let me know. Hope you guys, uh, hope you guys keep enjoying your, your time with your family. If you got it, um, if you need anything, reach out, like I said, and, uh, sorry for being late this week on this one. I had a crazy week. So, uh, so yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other.